Welcome back to the third hour of the KFK Outdoor Show. I'm Bob Sims. Every Saturday morning, right here between 5 and 8 on KFBK Radio, 1530 on the AM dial, 93.1 on the FM dial. Well, if you go to the mountains, you're going you're gonna to run into crowds. That's all there is to it. That's just the way it is this year. Uh, a lot of people can hardly wait till it's over and things get back to normal, but we'll have to deal with it. One of the favorite areas is up by French Meadows and Hell Hole, and a guy that keeps tabs on that is Craig Newton of Woolfish Tackle in Auburn. He's on the road now, but he's taking time to call us. Good morning, Craig. Hey, Bob. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. You're on your way up to the Klamath for salmon, huh? Yeah, I heard you talking about that a little earlier. Yeah, it's starting to happen, so I'm making a quick run up. Right now I'm sitting uh, on the shores of Clear Lake watching a guy catch a fish off the dock. So it's kind of nice little spot to <laughs> talk for a few minutes. Yeah. yeah, that's a perfect spot for a guy like you to stop and call. Uh, you know, the real news on the Klamath just in the last couple of days, Craig, is the steelhead that have moved in, both half-pounders and adults. Yeah, I got a buddy, uh, Jerry Lampkin, TNG Motorsports Guide. He was up there for the Springers, and uh, he actually got a nine-pound steelhead while he was Springer fishing, so they were in there that early. Wow, that's really something. That's something. But let's get back to your home area, French Meadows. Uh, as long as I can remember, has been one of the best fishing lakes in the Sierra Nevada mountains. It's beautiful. It's right at the right elevation. It just seems to produce big fish. Uh, fishing there always seems to be okay, with maybe the exception of right now in the middle of August. What have you heard? Yeah, it's a little tougher than it has been. I mean, you can still go in there and catch a limited trout, um, mostly rainbows, you know, 13 to 15 inches kind of thing. Uh, I got a customer who fishes there probably three days a week. He got a three and a half pound brown, uh, this last week trolling. So there's some, still some yeah. nice fish being caught in there. Yeah. Nice place to camp and you always have a chance of catching a nice fish. Is, uh, is this time of year, I mean, I know French Meadows is a great shore fishing lake, but is the water just gotten too warm to expect any good results off the bank? Uh, you can still get fish in deeper water down by the dam doing that, bank fishing. Um, yeah, it really does lend itself to trolling this time of year because of the water temps and that kind of thing. But uh, you certainly have an opportunity in a few spots to still see some decent bank fishing there. Yeah. And over at Hellhole Reservoir, now of course, Hellhole was not planted in 2018, as most California lakes were not, with kokanee, but they do have a natural spawn up there. What's happening? Yeah, those fish that spawned on the shore uh, a few years ago have produced some fish. Uh, um, they're not in the normal spots. You kind of have to look for them. Once you find them, uh, they are quality fish, though. You can count on 13 to 15-inch fish. Okay. Um, and if you find those, you're going to find the Mackinac. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. right. under them. Um, so, and the Mackinac on the lake, right now you can get, you know, two to four pounders pretty readily. Um, and there's always an occasional, you know, mid-teens come out of there. The biggest one I've seen so far is 17 pounds. So I know. 
I mean, that's kind of interesting. You you go up to that lake, and, you know, of course, it's been known forever as a brown trout fishery. And then, of course, there's some wild rainbows in there that were that comes in from the rivers and the creeks, and they plant it a little bit, but it's been known as a brown trout. Now they've got kokanee. Now they've got Mackinac. And, of course, everything feeds on the kokanee, so... It's an interesting lake, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, the big brown that came out of there last week was 13 pounds. So they make them in there. They're not, you know, they're few and far between, but they sure are nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you know how deep the kokanee were, Craig? Uh, the guys I talked to were still fishing 40 to 60, so it's down a bit. Um you know, and if you want to go chase those max that are under them, the the smaller max are pretty easy to get. But you got to be a little um, adventuresome and drag the bottom to get those big ones. Okay, um, Folsom Lake. Uh, of course, the bass fishermen hate Folsom Lake in the summer. Uh, first of all, it's hard to catch big bass in the summer there in the best of conditions. But with the increased boat traffic every day of the week, it's almost impossible. But you can get down deep and catch rainbows and salmon. What have you heard there? Yeah, the salmon bite has been pretty consistent the last couple of weeks. If anywhere from 60 to 80 feet on the wire. Um, same stuff everybody's been using there. You know, the Dodger Hoochie, Dodger Cut Plug, and then uh, Speedy Shiners as well have been producing and you can get 15 to 18 inch fish pretty consistently. Um, there were a few last week that were in the four to five pound range, but only a couple. So I think, you know, I wouldn't count on one of those, but you can certainly get a limit of uh, um, 15 to 18 inches. You know, that that's pretty good for August. I mean, come on, uh, that that's better than most reservoirs are kicking out right now. Yeah, you gotta get there early and, and get your fishing done by 10 o'clock so that you're not dealing with the recreational traffic after that, but um, it's certainly worth doing if you want to get something close to Sacramento. Are they picking up any rainbows down that deep? There are rainbows being caught as well. Um, you know, if you're targeting the kings, you're likely to run into a couple of rainbows while you're doing it. So, Okay, would the rainbows be just a little shallower than the kings? Well, probably on the shallow end of that limit, but, I mean, the guys that I know that are, like I said, targeting kings are always getting a few rainbows in that uh, as well. So, And, you know, there's always, um, you know, starting early, I might start a little shallower because you've got some of those kings that are sliding up out of that deeper water and feeding, and those feeders are the ones that are getting after everything. So, Yeah. You also had some friends, uh, I don't know if you heard Mark Wilson's report earlier, but it was like a career day down there for him this week uh, where they caught yeah. over 50 keepers, uh, three people. And uh, I know you've had some friends down there doing quite well. What are they saying? Same thing. All those guys probably fished with Mark this week. Um, yeah, they're doing well. I talked to somebody uh, who it was about 9 o'clock in the morning. They already had 20 keepers up to 8 pounds. So West Bank and uh, down by Antioch Bridge have been producing pretty good right now. Okay. Well, there's a lot going on in the area, and here you are on your way out of the area. Figure that one out. Yeah, I tell you what, though. 
I was really impressed taking this drive. I know we have some challenges being outdoorsmen in California, but, you know, driving north up the valley and having the sunrise over the buttes, and then as soon as I turned up Highway 20, I saw two herds of elk and one real nice bull, and that was within an hour of Sacramento. So, you know, you kind of have to enjoy it, too. Well, I'm glad you did, and thanks for taking over, taking the time and pulling over and calling us, Craig. Have a good trip up there. Maybe we'll talk to you about it next week. Sounds good, bud. Okay, take it easy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Craig Newton, Will Fish Tackle in Auburn. Great store, by the way. His number, uh, when he gets back, for any questions about the, the, the lakes we've talked about, 530-887-0839. After the break, we'll talk to Don Paganelli about a type of bass fishing that anybody could do and be successful. First of all, I want to tell you about Kittle's annual preseason waterfowl sale next weekend at Kittle's in Calusa. Keep in mind that almost everybody I know of have canceled their preseason waterfowl sale. There was some big sales. They're not having it because of the COVID. Kittle's took on the challenge. They're going to uh, have uh, distancing procedures, mask procedures. They're, they're going to be safe for everybody. It's a huge store, so it's not going to get too crowded. They're going to limit the number of people in, but I really wouldn't worry about that. They're going to be uh, uh, doing background checks if you want to buy a gun or ammunition. So all is go. But listen to this. Heavy metal, long-range waterfowl loads, the factory rebates $50 off for the first two cases of each case. Kittles is adding another $15 to that. So for the first two cases of heavy metal, you get $65 a case off. This is next weekend only. Flambeau decoys. You buy a six-pack of Flambeau, you get a free 36-inch Texas rig weight system. After the sale next week, you buy three dozen Flambeau, you get a free decoy or blind bag. Uh, there's waterfowl ammo rebates, browning, wicked wing, $15 off per case. I could go on and on about the ammo. There's also um, dove loads that are really, really priced well. Federal dove loads, one and an eighth ounce, number six, $79 a case. Uh, Kent dove loads, one and an eighth ounce, $74.90 a case. So you see what I mean? They have all that. They have a complete inventory of all their waiter brands, just waiters for waterfowl. They are in good supply. And of course, you don't want to buy a pair of waiters unless you can try them on. They've got blind material that is so hard to find during the waterfowl season. They're really stuck, stocked up on that. So not only price range, but inventory-wise, it's going to be a great sale. It is next Saturday and Sunday at Kittles Outdoor and Sport in Calusa. Well, our friend Don Paganelli of Don Paganelli's Bass Fishing Experience has found a way to get out of places like Folsom Lake with all the boat traffic and still catch bass. In fact, three different species of bass. And he's doing it in an unlikely place. He joins us now to tell about it. Hi, Don. 
Good morning, Bob. You know, I was thinking about you out there fishing with this 102 and 104 degree heat. All you have to do is just stop fishing, get in your brand new bass boot boat, do about 85 miles an hour for a couple of minutes, and you're cooled down, right? <laughs> well, when you're traveling through 100 degree heat, sometimes it's even hard to cool down doing that. <laughs> but, but the the other thing is all the all the little metal parts on your boat are also yeah. about 105 degrees. So when you sit on it or you touch it, you're going to find out. <laughs> that's right. Can you imagine picking up a hook that's been sitting there for five minutes? Well, it's uh, yeah, it, it's. You just have to watch out, and the other thing is you got to make sure you're hydrated. Uh, that's a big thing. I'm always telling my clients here: drink some water, drink some water, keep drinking water. Don't, uh, you know, you get all wound up fishing and you you forget to even think about that. But uh, you definitely have to watch yourself out there if you're going to stay out there for any length of time through all this yeah. heat. Yeah, even though you are on the water, dehydration uh, is easy to to uh, to to get with this kind of heat we have. Yes, it is. So, listen, you went down to Steamboat Slough and Miner's Slough and took a couple of customers on a little surface bass bite. Tell us what happened. Well, uh, we started off in Steamboat Slough uh, throwing small poppers like a little pop bar, uh, and it was almost instantaneous. Uh we were catching topwater fish for the probably about uh, a good two and a half hours in the morning. Started about 6:30 uh, and throwing topwater baits until they just didn't want it anymore. Uh, not real big fish. You don't catch a lot of really big fish down in that part of the delta, but we're catching smallmouth and largemouth, and every now and then we're getting a spotted bass mixed in with it. Uh, but they really want that little popper, and you can. Sometimes you can see them coming after it, uh, and uh, fishing the rocky rocky edges. You're trying to find that riprap bank that comes down and, and settles into the water a little ways. Uh, they're up there feeding on crawdads a lot, but then there's also a lot of bait fish in the water right now. Uh, we're getting a lot of fry from all these different spawns that have happened with the bass. Plus, we're starting to see a lot of the small salmon smolt from uh you know, from the winter hatch, they're coming down through the river system now. We're starting to see a lot of them showing up. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of small bait fish in there so that uh, it's not just crawdads that they're eating. So they're 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 really eager to chase that stuff uh, all over the place. I mean, and, yeah. uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, to, to say that they, you know, caught a few fish would be an understatement. I mean, they caught quite a few fish, probably up into 30 numbers, you know, about 30 fish easy, um, you know, and then the topwater bite slows down. Obviously, when that sun really starts to get up pretty high and you start to lose a lot of the shade, uh, so we switched over to throwing plastics on a, um, you know, just a rig, little lead head rig, uh, and we're hooking it wacky style, and I'm using a robo worm, and, of course, my favorite color, which is Aaron's Magic. Yeah. Um which works everywhere, and in the four-and-a-half-inch, and just pitching it out. And you don't have to get it right up against the rocks. We're fishing kind of a low-tide situation with that incoming tide starting, so it exposed a lot of weed beds, and we're casting it out right on the edge of the weed beds. 
And you either caught a fish almost right away, or if you worked it out and got it out to about 8 to 10 feet of water, we started getting some bigger fish in that deeper water. And there was a couple holding close to the weed edge, too. Uh, And when I say big fish in the Delta, you know, if you catch a two-pounder, that's a big fish when when you're fishing for those smallmouth. Well, in Steamboat Slough it is, yeah. Now, you get down into the central delta with largemouth, we're not talking that. We're talking about river fish here. Yeah, we're ta- yeah. this is up in the in the river system where we're dealing yeah. with some serious current. Um, so we're, you're not going to catch, you know, the really big largemouth like you would if you went down in the lower part of the delta uh, where we're throwing the frogs and everything else down there for the bigger largemouth. Uh, there really isn't very much slack water where we're fishing. It's it's current all the time, um, so we're catch, You know, we're we're really chasing after the smallmouth, which is really what we're up there chasing after, and yeah. there's plenty of them. Uh, so there there was definitely no shortage of it. It's and it's not really hard fishing. Um, you know, anybody could take a small topwater bait early in the morning and get out there, and just start throwing it along the the bank. As you're working up Steamboat Slough and swing down and over across into Minor Slough, uh, and any of those little channels up in between there, uh, and it's amazing how much time you can spend in, in a very small area and catch a lot of fish. So you really but don't have to cover a lot of water. Well, it just sound, of course you're using light tackle. It just sounds like an ideal trip for maybe people that uh, don't know a lot about bass fishing. Or uh, you know a parent sibling type thing. Um, my goodness, what a lot of fun that could be uh, for a day. I mean, I, I can just imagine so, uh, somebody's kid out there uh, talking about it for months. Oh yeah, it, it that is a lot of fun. I mean, it you know fathers sons, father daughters, mothers, anybody out there. Uh, we just have a lot of fun fishing, um, and it's constant action. I mean, you'll run into groups of fish where. You know, everybody's catching a fish for about 20 yards, and then it kind of calms down a little bit. Then you'll run into another little area where there's a bunch of fish and just kind of keep moving along with the current. Um, and it's not real hard fishing. You're, you're not casting very far. Uh, like you said, we're using eight-pound test probably, monofilament, and I use a lot of braid with the monofilament leader. Um, and you're using light rods, so it's, it can be a lot of fun. And when they get in that current, even the little ones fight pretty hard. Yeah. Okay, Don, that is a wonderful report. That's a great idea to do it. And and I'll bet you didn't run into hardly anybody doing that. We ran into nobody fishing out there. Uh, Yeah. And we only saw people when we ran back to the uh, marina there. Uh, We just saw some skiers, but we didn't see anybody fishing uh, at all that morning. And it it was pretty quiet, pretty nice. Felt like we had the whole place to ourselves. Okay, Don. Thank you so much. Have a good week. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Bob. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Don Paganelli. Want to book a trip with Don? Area code 916-502-3474. After the break, hopefully we'll talk to Gary Coe. Welcome back. Welcome back. Well, Gary and I, Gary Coe and I, Gary Coe of Coconut Power and I, talked briefly yesterday afternoon while he was out on Stampede Reservoir fishing for Coconut, and we were abruptly cut off. 
So, Gary, good morning, and I've allotted you 45 seconds this morning. <laughs> That's good. That's better than I know. weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, uh, shoot. so you're uh, up in Stampede. You're catching a lot of kokanee. Um, they're small, though, right? Oh, my goodness. Bob, I, I need to start by, by telling you the truth about something. And I, I know it's an important matter. Um, we got cut off, and I tried to call you two or three more times yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I would get a couple of rings, and it would cut. I wanted to say hello this morning and, and share with people what was going on up here. So we opted to park the boat for an hour, and I'm down at the dam overlook talking to you. Then as soon as we hang up, we're going to go back, get in the boat again, and go back out. But that's that not a good is good. That is that is taking an, it, the extra mile. I appreciate it. I'm sure everybody listening up. You actually gave up your fishing time, got out of your boat to call us. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you were you're an important I, guy, Bob. <laughs> I I hope I don't forget about this in the near future. <laughs> like about eight o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> so Gary, how deep are the fish? I'll tell you, we caught. It's it is beautiful up here. I'm surprised at how much the lake has dropped recently. It looks like it's down thirty or forty feet. Yeah. Um, and we caught fish yesterday. We got a lot of fish. We got two or three fish over twelve inches, uh, which is a good fish from what I've been able to find. Yeah. And another two or three in the eleven to twelve, and everything else was everything we caught was like ten to thirteen inches. Yeah. That's yeah. sad. But they, it's the it's the most poor it's the most poorly managed lake in the state with with uh, and a lake that has more potential for kokanee than any lake in the state. Oh, you remember how it used to be? Yeah, we used to oh come yeah. Up here and catch monsters. Yeah. This this yeah. was like Flaming Gorge. I know. You know and now it's now it's not. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, hey, Gary, we, Gary, Gary, I want to ask you real quick. Uh, you you sent me a quick text. Did you hear Boca might have turned on for some kokanee? Yes. To, to finish with Stampede. Oh, okay. Uh, we got our lightest fish yesterday that was close to a foot long, 33 feet. But the hot depth, I think people are missing the little larger fish that are in here by not going deep enough. 55 to 75 all day long produced for us. Orange, okay. pinks, um, Palina Peak, Flutter, Shrimp. And flutter bug were the and oranges and pinks were the hot colors and the hot lures all day long. Okay. Now to answer your question on Boca, I got yeah. a I got a very short to the point text yesterday afternoon that they were catching a lot of nice. I don't I don't know how what a lot is. They were catching nice fish at Boca. That Boca had woke up. That was the quote. Oh, okay, so so, so these you're, we're talking kokanee now. Yes. Okay, yes. good deal. And it, now those fish are those fish are those fish are going to be larger, aren't they, Gary? I think so. Yes. How could they it be is. smaller? <laughs> through the net. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, uh, Boca looks to be in better shape than Stampede as far as water level is concerned, and I think that's the reason Stampede is down. They filled Boca up. Yeah. So okay, it, uh, so it, so it's it's for everybody going up to Stampede. And they want to 
they want to try for some larger fish, don't hesitate to give Boca a try. Absolutely. you got to go right by it to get here anyway. Yeah. Okay, you know, Gary, I'll let you get back to your boat. Uh, thanks for taking the extra effort and the time to call in. I do appreciate it. You're a good man. I have 10 seconds? We had sure. to cancel Shaver. We had to cancel Shaver, and I want everyone to know it. Okay, well, that's not your fault. It's just it's the way we live this summer. That's just it. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. Have a good day up there. Okay. The same, Bob. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Gary. Let's go from Stampede to the North Yuba River and talk to Mr. Jim Johnston. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, sir. So uh, you fish the Yuba almost every day. Uh, I know it's really hot. I know you have crowds up there, but are you still able to catch a few fish? Particularly in the evening, the fishing is still good. We're down to about 100 cubic feet, 115 cubic feet. So you can wade, walk. You can go anywhere in the river you want, of course. And fish are holding in riffly water. The, um, the weird part about fishing currently is the amount of pressure on the river. There are people everywhere, including fishermen, campers. And I've never seen this many people on the river before. So the and, well, competition is, is, is considerate, considerable. And, and I know these are people that normally don't come there. They're looking for a place to go. And they're also the kind of fishermen, you know, you and I know that the North Yuba consists mainly of wild rainbow trout. And they probably keep everything they catch. I, I talk to people downtown and I see stringers of fish and they are, they're killing wild fish including this year there's been a whole new crop of small brown trout, even up as high as Camp Yuba, which is unusual. I mean, usually the brown trout are down lower by, by down. Yeah. But yeah. the point is people are indiscriminately killing fish. Last week I went to cut some wood, and in between Sierra City and Bassett's, I counted 15 people illegally, 15 campsites illegally alongside the river, and there's no facilities. No facilities and, and no enforcement, evidently. Absolutely. And I don't know whether it's the sheriff or the Forest Service, but I would encourage people not to come up here unless they have a reservation. Either go online and look at Sierra County Chamber of Commerce website. It has, it has all the innkeepers' phone numbers. Go to the Tahoe National Forest website, book a campsite, but do not come up without a reservation. Well, here, here again, too, Jim, you get caught in a in a campsite, uh, you know, I, I know all along the river they have no overnight camping because it's just too dangerous. You get caught in a campsite with a fire, you are in deep trouble. But I don't think there's any enforcement. And, and there is currently a fire burning in Loyalton now at about 300 acres. But it was it was caused by lightning. It's a brush fire on the other side of yeah. the pass. Well, that's on the other side of Sierra Valley, so that's not too bad. No. <laughs> <laughs> we won't worry about that. Well, what I'm saying, they don't have the density of people that you have uh, in the Yuba River. No, Loyalton is not a hot tourist mecca. Yeah, right. yeah. But, um, uh, I was just going to ask, Jim, before we run out of time, sure. what about the like Gold Lake and Sardine Lake, uh, both the fishing and the crowds? Uh, the crowds are immense, particularly in the weekends. But the lakes have all been planted well, so... What I do is I will go up in the evening, like maybe leave here at 3 or 4 o'clock during the week and put a little pram or a boat in and go fish. And, and there's lots of fish. 
the the last planting from the state was very small fish, so it's not exactly you know high entertainment. But yeah. there are some. There are lakes like salmon that have holdover fish from last year that are 14 and 15 inches long, pink flushed, delicious, and and worth worth working on. Probably an early morning deal, huh? Either early morning or in the evening, either okay. one. But I'd stay away midday. But during okay. the weekend, you can't even you can't find a parking place. It's just jammed. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, Jim, uh, I know this is ridiculous to ask, but but uh, Sierra Streamside Cabins, any openings? No. <laughs> we, we have a few midweek openings, maybe in September, but weekends are booked into the beginning of October. Bob, we were getting 10, during, during July particularly, we're getting 10, 15 phone calls a day and similar emails. People looking for places to stay to get out of, you know, wherever they're quarantining. Have you ever seen anything like it? Not even, uh, not even close. Never, Jim, never thank could have you could have. No, I never could have imagined it. Thank you for calling in this morning. You're welcome. See Talk ya. to you soon. Bye. Adios. Jim Johnston. See, here's how you find out about it. Go to SierraStreamsideCabins.com. Better have a reservation any place in Sierra County. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're waiting for Kurt Porter Carrera. He might be playing a fish if he's trout fishing. It's that good. So, But I did want to tell you about, you know, I just discovered a place close to where I live up near Placerville, at Shingle Springs, I'd never been to before. It's called J.D. and Terry's, and it's a farm stand, farm stand vegetables. We, it's on the road to Coloma. If you go up Highway 50 to Shingle Springs and you head over, you know, you, you cross the freeway, then there's a sign, you know, Rescue, Coloma, Georgetown. You take that road and you go by Green Valley and you get to the top of the hill near a school and you go down this big steep hill. When you get down to the bottom after about a half a mile on your left, all you'll see is a little sign that says Farm Stand Vegetables. You turn left. There's this huge canopy of oak trees down there and other trees. It's all shade except for the garden itself. Where you park is in the shade. And here is this beautiful garden all in raised beds where they have, I mean, all the vegetables, tomatoes, zucchini, squash, peppers, everything you can think of. And, of course, uh, we load it up. And, I mean, I love, there's nothing better than vine-ripened tomatoes. Well, you go there, you can get tomatoes that are picked within the last half hour, and then uh, they pick them a little green so they will last you for several days. But anyway, I thought it was a, such a unique setting because this huge shade canopy with the only place the sun shines is on this garden with all these vegetables. And then down below, where you really can't see, is a huge tomato garden. So anyway, if you get by, uh, they're reasonable. It's all fresh, same-day pick. It's just called Farm Stand Vegetables, and it's on the road to Coloma. Well, Kurt Puerto <coughs> excuse me, has not joined us Um 
he has basically report up there has been out a couple times this week for salmon. He's caught a couple of salmon. When you catch a salmon, they're big, they're bright, they're the first of the fall run, and they're just beautiful fish. The problem is you can't spend six or seven or eight hours to catch one fish, especially when it's 105 degrees. So he's asking his clients if he wants to go, if they want to go trout fishing, and the trout fishing up by Redding is, it's always good up there, but this year, what's different is the size of these big wild rainbows. He sent me a picture this week of a rainbow, had to be pushing six pounds. This is not a steelhead, this is a wild rainbow. And a lot of others in like the three pound range. Uh, I mean, it's just, I don't, I don't think there is trout fishing like that any place else in the western United States. It's just unbelievable. These big, deep red stripes down the sides of the rainbows. And uh, Kurtz, was he, what he's doing is he's fishing these imitation salmon eggs so you don't have to mess with roe. But fly fishermen are doing well. I mean, it's just amazing fishery. I mean, the limit's one. But really, nobody I know even keeps them. They want to pr- protect that fishery because <clears throat> it has been going for a long time, and they want, want it to go for a long time in the future. So uh, we talked about earlier that the uh, Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals overturned California's ban on uh, um, rifle magazines over, over, with over 10 shells in it as unconstitutional. And that doesn't mean you can go out and buy a uh, multi-capacity magazine for your handgun or rifle right now because our uh, beloved Attorney General, Javier Becerra, is doing everything he can to get an appeal and everything else. He should be taking care of business at the Department of Justice and make it a little easier for law-abiding people to buy ammunition. He has really messed that up. A total, totally incompetent effort there. Over 60,000 people have been denied ammunition because of his incompetence there. Now he's got to deal with this setback, but it looks like uh, the Constitution, of all things, has held up in court once again. Stay cool, everybody, and have a good week.